0: Hello, hello, welcome. Today is February 5th. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Today is the Black History Month daily podcast episode, and I will be discussing the Underground Railroad. The Underground Railroad is one of the most well-known, iconic aspects of Black history in North America, especially in Canada. No, it wasn't an actual railroad, and it was not underground. You'll be surprised by how many people think that's true. The Underground Railroad was a secret and complex system of safe houses and allies who helped black slaves to freedom in Canada from the United States. Abolitionists and free black people helped to maintain the network. These people included fellow enslaved persons, white and indigenous sympathizers, Quakers, Methodists, Baptists, inhabitants of both urban centers and farmers, men and women. Americans and Canadians. A provision was made in 1793 called the Act to Limit Slavery. It stated that any enslaved person who reached Upper Canada became free upon arrival. This encouraged a small number of enslaved African Americans in search for freedom to enter Canada. They started this without any help. Word about freedom spread throughout the United States following the War of 1812. The enslaved servants of U.S. military members from the South brought word from the North that there were free black men in red coats in British North America. I want to teach you about some of the Underground Railroad lingo. Those who helped escaping slaves were called conductors. They guided fugitives along the points of the Underground Railroad with various modes of transportation, so by foot, by cart and buggy, etc., one of the most famous conductors was Harriet Tubman, who we're going to cover in tomorrow's episode. The terms passengers, cargo, package, and freight referred to escaped slaves. Passengers were delivered to stations or depots, which was code for safe houses. Ticket agents coordinated the safe trips and made travel arrangements for freedom seekers by helping them to contact station masters or conductors. Station masters were were the people who operated safe houses. They took fugitives into their home and provided meals, a change of clothing, and a place to rest and hide. The routes that were traveled to get to freedom were called lines. The network of routes went through 14 northern states and two British North American colonies, Upper Canada and Lower Canada. At the end of the line was heaven, or the promised land, which was free land in Canada or the northern states of the United States. Passengers often traveled by night and rested during the day, traveling mostly by foot, but also by wagon. This was a very dangerous journey for slaves. If they were caught, they would be returned to their owners, receiving the violence and barbarity that forced them to flee in the first place. The people found helping slaves were also putting their lives at risk. They could be killed for being caught helping slaves. The Fugitive Slave Act was first passed by the U.S. federal government in February of 1793. It gave slaveholders the right to recover their escaped slaves. The act also made it illegal for individuals to help escaping slaves with food, shelter, money, or any other form of help, with the penalty of up to six months in jail and a fine of $1,000. The law required that all citizens assist slave owners in capturing their runaway slaves. The Fugitive Slave Act resulted in several attempts to kidnap refugees in Canada and return them to former owners. In September 1858, the Provincial Freeman reported over a hundred armed black men and women rescuing a teenage boy named Sylvanus Demarest when a man who claimed to be his owner put him on a train to take him back to the United States. They were spotted in London, Canada West by Elijah Leonard, who was the former mayor of the town. He asked a black porter to send a telegraph message to Chatham, Ontario, so that members of the Vigilance Committee could intervene. Demarest was saved and moved to Windsor as a free man. Of course, we don't know exact numbers of freedom seekers who managed to escape slavery, but historians estimate that it's north of 100,000 people. Between 1850 and 1860 alone, 15 to 20,000 fugitives reached the province of Canada. The Underground Railroad operated until 1865, when the 13th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution banned enslavement of peoples. Once in Canada, Black people settled and spread across British North America, either in segregated communities of their own Or went to integrated cities. They built businesses and thriving associations. They became incredible and important members of our society in Canada. It is not an understatement to say that the Underground Railroad was a lifeline for Black people escaping their horrific circumstances. Life was not perfect in Canada, but it was a free life. I've posted on Instagram a picture that outlines the many and complex Underground Railroad lines. Take a look at how incredible this system was. Tomorrow, we'll discuss the most badass conductor of the Underground Railroad, Harriet Tubman.